I'm Rachel Hernandez, real estate investor turned mobile home investor and best-selling author. I make a living investing in mobile homes for cash flow for long-term passive income. After many mistakes and lessons learned, I've been able to create the kind of life where I can do the types of things I want to do, not have to do. I created the Adventures in Mobile Homes podcast to share with you what I've learned so you can spend more time with family, friends, and do things you love. Mobile home investing can help you get there. If you want to hear real stories with practical and actionable advice you can use from someone who's been in the trenches and who's still investing today to create the type of life you love, then you're in the right place. Let's get started. Well, hello there, and welcome back to another episode of the Adventures of Mobile Homes podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Hernandez, a.k.a. Mobile Home Girl of AdventuresofMobileHomes.com. Thank you so much for joining me here on the 55th episode of the podcast. Now, just in case you missed it, be sure to check out the last episode where I talk about the state of mobile home parks and affordable housing as it relates to your mobile home investing business. You can find it at www.adventuresofmobilehomes.com slash 54. So today, I'm going to get back into things and talk about a topic many people ask me about, and that is exactly how do you research mobile home parks? Now, I think this is very important as there's not a lot of information out there about how to really do the work and research these parks to do business in as mobile home investors. Sure, it's one thing to go out and go through a list and actually find these parks, but it's another thing to actually analyze and research these parks to see whether or not these communities are a good fit for you as a mobile home investor. Because I've learned through experience, I don't want to work in just any park or community when I do my mobile home deals. I want to work in the right community, the one that is the right fit for me and my personality. So today, I'm going to get into the subject of actually how to do the work to research these parks once you find them, how to analyze them, and your next steps moving forward. Plus, I go into the process of talking to park managers and owners as you conduct your market research when going to visit these parks and getting to know the area. So it's going to be a pretty thorough topic today. Get ready to take notes and tune in for an educational episode. But before we move on, let's hear a word from our sponsor. Hey there, Rachel here. Have you enjoyed the show and podcast so far? Has it helped you with your own mobile home investing journey? And have you received value from it? If yes, then consider supporting the show. So, how can you show your support? Well, there's a couple of things that you can do. The first thing you can do is leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, 
or anywhere else the podcast can be heard. Go to www.adventuresinmobilehomes.com slash podcast to see the sites and links where you can leave a review on. I'll be ever so grateful if you do. And you may even get a shout out and your review read right on the show just for doing it. Another thing you can do is support the show and buy me a coffee. If you know me, you know how much I love coffee. If you've gotten a lot of good information out of the podcast and it has helped you as a mobile home investor, I'd love your support. Now, in the future, I'll be giving shout outs to those who support me. So if you do, that may be you. Go to www.adventuresinmobilehomes.com slash support for more information on how you can show your support. Again, www.adventuresofmobilehomes.com slash support. And if you want to take it a step further and receive exclusive only content, consider being a member. On the support page there, you'll find info about how you can view exclusive content, including access to new videos and blog posts, a shout-out in a future episode for your support, access to video replays on my past speaking engagements, if you haven't seen me speak yet, and more. Check out www.adventuresofmobilehomes.com support to find out more. Thanks so much for continuing to listen to the podcast and for your support. Now, back to the show. Okay, first things first. What exactly do you need to look for in a mobile home park to determine if you wanted to business in that park in the first place? And what steps do you need to do to get there in order to analyze these parks and make that decision? Good question. Now, before I get into it, I won't go into the subject of finding mobile home parks to work with, as I've already covered that in episode six of the podcast titled How to Find Mobile Home Parks. So if you need help in this area, be sure to check out that episode. And as always, I'll be sure to link it up here in the show notes, just in case you missed it. So let's get down to it. Once you find these parks, then what's the next step? Do you go out and decide to work with these parks and go into the office to talk to the park manager and or the owner and then start finding mobile homes to buy? Is that the route you should go? Sounds easy, right? Unfortunately, it's not as simple as that. And I'll be honest, many real estate investors who get into this business They do things that way. They simply find a list of parks, visit these parks, and maybe talk to the park manager, but not all the time. Then they go out and find deals in these parks. 
and then learn from experience the mistakes that I've made in the past. Because I will tell you, not all mobile home parks are created equal. And I've said this before on the podcast over and over and over again. There are different types of mobile home parks, just like single-family homes and apartments, different types of neighborhoods, different types of communities, and lastly, different types of people who live and work in these parks. Not all mobile home parks are created the same. And if you want to do a deeper dive into the subject, be sure to check out Episode 7 of the podcast where I talk about the different types of mobile home parks and how you can tell the differences between them. Now, getting back to things, once you find these mobile home parks, you've got to learn how to evaluate them and assess them to see if it's a good fit for you to work in these communities as a mobile home investor. So what types of questions should you ask yourself and what are the steps should you take to do your market research once you find these parks? Well, for starters, you need to start gathering data on these parks. And that means having a notebook with you as you start to drive these parks and explore them on a regular basis. Now, as covered in episode 22 of the podcast, it's very important to write things down so you don't forget. And I'll be honest, there have been times that I wish I had something to write with and a notebook to write these things down about something someone told me in the field, which I thought I could remember, but I soon forgot. I can't tell you how many times this has happened to me in the past because I just didn't write things down. Lesson learned write everything down. Don't even think for one second that you'll remember these things because as I learned through experience, I simply forgot. And it's funny, going back to my journals and notebooks, as I've had many throughout the years, and there are things that I didn't even remember that I wrote down, which has helped me to reflect on the mobile home investing business as a whole. So once you're in the process that you've actually found these parks and you know where they are, you want to make sure you have something to write things down when you get into these parks and start doing your market research. Now, what are the types of things you need to document as you start to research these parks? What are the types of things you need to look out for during this phase of your business? Well, For starters, you need to know the basics of the park. Start with the easy stuff, the name of the park, address, phone number, and most importantly, how you actually found the park. Did you do a search online and it just popped up there? Or did you actually drive the area and find the park by accident? Which I've done several times. This is all important information that will help you in the future as you progress as a mobile home investor. Now, aside from the location and contact information, 
You also need to know who the park manager and or the owner is, including documenting your conversations with them. Now, if you need help in this area, be sure to check out episode eight of the podcast where I go over how to talk to mobile home park managers when you're just getting started as a mobile home investor. Now, I'll be sure to link it up here in the show notes, just in case you missed it. Now, if you talk to the park manager or the owner, then you can get more information about the park, which you'll need in order to make your decision of whether or not you should actually work in this park. Some items you'll need to know include the lot rent amount, the rules and regulations of the park, which the park manager should have no issues going over, the type of park, whether it be a family park, which includes all ages, or a 55 and older park where residents living there have to be a certain age and have more stricter requirements, and also with the rules and regulations of the park, you'll get to know the management style of the park manager and exactly what is expected of the residents living there, as well as the application process for residents who want to live in the park. Now, this is very important information as you'll get to know exactly how strict or lax the park is with residents and whether or not you can actually work with park management there for your own mobile home investing business. Now, honestly, it's really up to you whether or not you choose to work with a particular park or not. The question you should be asking yourself when you visit these parks and conduct your market research is whether or not this park is a good fit for you and your personality. You shouldn't go into every park thinking that you're going to work with them and them evaluating you as an investor whether or not they should work with you. It should go both ways. You should evaluate them as well. So it's important to have this mindset going in. Believe me, I know. The last thing you want is to work with every single park that you visit without doing this analysis. Unfortunately, I learned this the hard way with my $2,000 nightmare, which I covered in episode 36 of the podcast, if you'd like to check it out. Getting back to things, other items you should know when you talk to the park manager are whether or not they have any vacant lots in the park should you want to move mobile homes in, and whether or not they offer incentives to move mobile homes into their park. As a mobile home investor, I've worked with parks who pay for my moving costs, utility hookups, and even offer me free lot rent when I move homes into their parks. So ask if any of these incentives are offered and make note of them in your notebook when you write things down. And just in case you missed it, I do go over the topic of moving mobile homes in episode 37 of the podcast if you'd like to check it out. Now, other things to consider when talking to the park manager or owner is whether or not the park is pet friendly. Do they allow animals such as dogs and cats? 
And what restrictions do they have on these types of animals? Now, in general, I found most of the mobile home parks that I work with to be very pet friendly. Though, when it comes to dogs, they do tend to have restrictions. Most of the time, they will not allow some types of dogs, such as pit bulls or rottweilers, due to the type of park and liability issues should anything happen. Usually, the park manager will go over this in the rules and regulations. Though, you may want to ask this question up front, just so that you know. Along the lines of pets, most times in the parks that I work with, the pets, they need to be kept inside. Some parks I work with will allow pets on the porch as long as it's enclosed and they can't get out. But for the most part, I don't work with parks that have fences and fenced-in yards for the pets. These types of parks tend to be more lower-end in nature, which there's nothing wrong with it. Though for me, I do tend to work in higher-end parks, which usually don't allow fences. And another thing with pets is that they need to be kept on leashes when walked. Now, I'm referring to dogs there, not cats, but they need to be leashed at all times. Most times, if there are any loose animals in the park, the park manager will call animal control to have them removed. Having loose animals is a safety concern, especially when residents are out and about walking through the park. The community doesn't want to have any liability issues, so when an animal gets loose in the park, it's taken care of right away. Other things you want to know when talking to the park manager include number of lots, ages of homes in the park, condition of these homes, types of people who live there, amenities available to the residents in the park, condition of the park, and any maintenance and improvements being done to the park. Basically, any information you can get about the park will help with your market research, which tends to come up in conversations once you start talking to the park manager and or the owners. I'm telling you, there's a lot of information that you need to gather before you decide whether or not to work in a particular park. And if any of this seems overwhelming and you don't know exactly what type of information that you need to gather, I actually released a notebook in my bookstore to help you with this as a mobile home investor. Now, it's basically a mobile home investing workbook, a mobile home park research notebook which details all the information that you need to know about a mobile home park, leaving the guesswork out of it. Every page is kind of like a mobile home park lead sheet, where you can fill out all of this information, and there's even extra pages for notes right in the workbook. Now, I made up this workbook because people were always asking me, Rachel, what types of things do I have to know 
when I'm out looking for parks to work with. So here it is. Right here for you in a workbook. So you have your notes and your research on these parks that you visit all in one place. So if you'd like to check it out, I'll leave a link here right in the show notes. Getting back to things, once you think that you've got all the information that you need about the park from the park manager or the owner, then you need to evaluate whether or not exactly if this is the type of park that works for you. Ask yourself, can you actually work in this park? And can you, knowing your personality and the way that you do things, can you actually do business in this park? How about the park manager and or the owner? Can you work with them? Do they seem easy to work with? Or is there some hesitation on your part or theirs? Or do you think that it will be hard to work with them in the future? And honestly, gauging this information comes with experience. It may take a few trips going back and forth, talking to park managers, to help you make your decision. And if the park manager or the owner isn't really someone that you see that you can work with in the future, no big deal. Just move on to the next part. Simple as that. Because honestly, it's not worth it. Working in these communities is kind of like a marriage. You're going to have to deal with management and how they do things. So if you're an easy about the park manager or the way they do business for the park, then you may just want to pass on working with this park and find a different park to work with instead. And I will say, I've worked in parks that I wish I hadn't when I first started out. And I've made some pretty big mistakes in terms of working with park managers that really didn't fit with my personality and the way I like to do things, which ended up costing me a lot of time and a lot of money. So don't make the same mistake that I did. Choose carefully the type of people you want to work with before even deciding to do business with them. Now, aside from the park manager or the owner, you'll have to evaluate the types of residents who live in the park. And before I go on any further, I will say, which I've said this before, the park will attract a certain clientele. So know this going in, and know what type of park you're in before moving forward, which again, I cover in episode seven of the podcast where I talk about the different types of mobile home parks because it's the park that will attract the residents. So whatever types of residents that live in that park, then that's the type that will live there and who you'll work with in the future, should you decide to do business in that park. And remember, people will also have family and friends who want to live in that park. So it will generally be the same type of clientele that will live there now and in the future. Regarding residents, you need to ask yourself, is this more 
of a resident-owned park or one with rentals? Because it's going to make a big difference in terms of the type of park and what type of clientele you want to work with. Do you want to be a landlord and simply just rent homes for cash flow? Or do you want to sell the homes that you get on the market for cash to end buyers or via owner financing like Lonnie Scruggs did, the godfather of mobile home investing, and what I do as well? Know this going in so you know what type of exit strategy you'll have. Because the last thing you want is not to have an exit strategy and just quote unquote wing it. Believe me, I know this doesn't work. You must know exactly what you want to do before going in, and you should make a plan on how to exactly get there. And speaking of exit strategy, if you'd like to learn more about this topic, I cover this in my book, Real Estate Investing Sucks, How to Find Your Niche and Dominate. I'll link it up here in the show notes if you'd like to check it out. Now, getting back to things, knowing how to research and evaluate parks to work with will take some time and experience. But the more you do it, the more experience you get. And the more experience you get, the more you'll be able to see patterns. You'll be able to distinguish between different types of parks, again, as covered in episode seven of the podcast, and you'll be able to make decisions whether you want to work in small parks or big parks, which is mostly what I do which I also cover in episode 10 of the podcast. You'll also get to know how to learn your market. You'll get to know the values, the parks themselves, and lot rents in the area. You'll get to see what types of people live in the different areas that you visit when you go around to these parks and drive them. Yes, it's a process and takes time, But eventually, you'll learn and get better at it. The key is to regularly continue with the process and write down and note everything that you learn and see. Again, it's very important to write things down so that you don't forget. Once you get in the habit of researching mobile home parks and you write things down regularly, You'll eventually have everything in one place, right in your notebook. And when you visit these parks again in the future, then you can always reference your notes. And maybe in conversation with the park manager, owner, or even residents living in these parks, you'll learn something new each time you visit. I can tell you from experience, I've learned new things from parks that I've been working with for years just by visiting them over and over and over again. Plus, sometimes things change. Perhaps some of the rules in the parks have changed. Or in many cases, which I've seen, park managers have changed as well. 
or ownership has changed. As in any business, real estate is no different. Things are always changing, always evolving. It's not just static all the time. So you need to visit these parks on a regular basis so that you're always in the know of what's happening in the areas that you work with and the parks you do business in. So there you have it. Some of the steps you can take to research mobile home parks when you're just getting started as a mobile home investor. Like I said before, it's a process. There's no right or wrong way to do things. The key is that you take the time to research these parks and visit them on a consistent basis. Because it's one thing to find these parks and visit them one time. Sure, you can take your notes on that first visit and make note of what you see and who you talk to should you talk to anyone there, like a park manager, owner, the maintenance staff, or even some residents of the park. But it's another thing to visit these parks on a consistent basis to get to know the neighborhood, the park management, the staff, the residents, and the types of people who live and work there. It's another thing to see these people face-to-face, day in and day out. It's another thing to see what changes are happening with the park to help you make a decision, if you even want to work in that park or continue to do business in that park in the future. Because, I'll be honest, There are parks that I worked with in the past, which I don't work with anymore. And the reason being is that these types of parks, they just weren't a fit for me and my personality and the types of clientele the park attracted. Though in some of these parks, changes happened, whether they were management changes or just the way the park decided to do business or the types of clientele they allowed to work in the park. Some of these parks became mismanaged, so I made the decision not to work there anymore. As for my own mobile home investing business, I can tell you, I only work in a handful of parks now. Most of these parks are large parks, higher-end types of parks, and corporate-owned. I have good relationships with the park managers. They know me, and I know them. I get leads on a consistent basis, and I see these people regularly. I have these types of relationships, strong relationships with the parks and the people I work with for my own mobile home investing business. But this didn't happen overnight. It took time. Time to constantly visit these parks and have face-to-face conversations with management, their staff, and the residents who live and work in the area. It took multiple visits over a period of time. I'm talking years to build these types of relationships. And I learned, as I taught you here, to write things down every time I visited these parks. I had my notebook paper, and something to write with. Because every time I visited these parks, I learned something new. And when I did, I made sure to write these items down 
write in my notebook. And this has taught me how to research mobile home parks on a regular basis because it's always going to be constant and different since things change all the time. Whenever a new park manager changed, different types of residents moved into the neighborhood, staff changes with assistants or contractors the park worked with, I wrote all of these items down right in my notebook. Had I not, I probably would have forgotten. And the worst thing to do when you're networking is to forget someone's name, even if they're new, like a park manager, owner, or staff member of the park. And again, if all of this seems overwhelming and you're just starting out and you don't know what items to look for when researching mobile home parks, be sure to check out my mobile home park research notebook. Here you'll get and see all of the blank spaces that you'll need to fill out when researching mobile home parks on every single mobile home park lead sheet. Plus, again, there's extra space for your own notes right in the workbook. So if you'd like to check it out, I'll be sure to put a link here right in the show notes. So I hope this episode has helped you in your journey as a mobile home investor to help with your research when going out and visiting mobile home parks. And if you have any questions, feel free to let me know. Again, if you'd like to check out any of the resources mentioned here, I'll put them right in the show notes. You can find them at www.adventuresinmobilehomes.com slash 55. Again, www.adventuresinmobilehomes.com slash 55. And if you enjoyed this episode and you enjoy the content that you hear, please share it with a friend. Well, that's about it for now. Until next time, this is Rachel Hernandez, a.k.a. Mobile Home Girl of the Adventures of Mobile Homes podcast, signing off. Thanks for listening.